0: Hello everybody, AJ here again. Today we have a fascinating story. Uh, This story involves cocaine, involves Colombia, involves Venezuela, involves uh, Miami, and a public company company called Technoglass. Now, this uh, story, I was on vacation last week, and I received the alert that Hinderberg Research uh, released a new report. And every time they do, I have to sit down and read it. And I was eager to come back here and make a video on it basically because I speak Spanish. So I could find a lot of news articles from, uh, their reports, basically that they allege that the company has Kali cartel connections. We're going to see a little bit of the company, but first Hinderbrook research, this is a research, if you don't know them, I highly suggest you look them up and read the reports. You can put your email and they'll email you when they have any report, usually when they have any report, the stocks that they report on tank that day. Um, they did it with Nicola, they did it with uh, Clover health and, and many others. But now we're going to talk about techno glass and uh, please subscribe if you like the content, more stories, like not like this one, cause this is a little bit uh, <laughs> unique. Thank God. But uh, many good stories and, and new videos are coming this week and the next. Now, TechnoGlass. TechnoGlass, let's go here. Let me show you. TechnoGlass basically is a Colombian-based producer of glass for residential and commercial buildings founded in 1984 by two people, Jose Daes and Christian Daes. Christian And um, They both serve as CEO and COO respectively. Okay? They went uh, public in the new york stock exchange and if we see their financials i just put here from the uh, uh, june 2019 to september 2021 it looks like a normal normal company with gross margins around 40 percent they produce uh glass and um, and their biggest export is to the united states specifically florida with the peak in real estate um they've been booming and Allegedly, most of these numbers or past numbers, the ones they used to go public were BS. So let's see how weird this market is and how the lack of information uh, really can uh, deviate an investor's uh, actions. So if we see uh, this report from Hinderberg came out on the the 9th of December, a a few days ago, three days before that, December 6th. Yahoo Finance basically said it's a, the Technoglass is a great momentum stock. Okay. The stock surged around 390% uh this year before the before the the report from Hinderberg came out. But let's go to the report itself and let's see what they say. Cocaine cartel connections, undisclosed family deals, and accounting irregularities, all in one Nasdaq spec. So if we go to the report, we see that basically, uh, Columbia headquartered, the company sells primarily to the U S and, uh, it all started in 1996, us, uh, criminal prosecutors filed charges against the CEO and the COO of Technoglass, alleging the two served as managers and operators of the Cali cartel. Helping smuggle weapons and more than 200 tons of cocaine and laundered money, um, for the cartel, warrants were u- uh, were issued, and uh, the CEO Jose Diaz arrest, and he was declared a fugitive. In 1999, he, the CEO, was then imprisoned in Colombia over separate allegations of illicit enrichment. After authorities found checks paid to a Technoglass subsidiary by front companies controlled by the head of the Cali cartel. This is very interesting because I remember this because there's a reason why it didn't stick and uh, why the, the Colombian uh, justice system released them. And it's super funny. And we're going to see it later on a, on a Spanish article that they published. We cannot know much about what happened in court because it's uh, mostly sealed. And there's rumors that it's sealed because, um, to protect those who co cooperated in the prosecution. It doesn't surprise me because if we're talking about Cali cartel, cocaine, exports, imports, and a lot of fraud and corruption in governments, probably in the U S as well. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that they want to protect the people that testified. in any case, it was dismissed. And, um, Later in 2004, and it's here, 2004, Technoglass current CEO was shot in the head and neck during a botched assassination attempt, later attributed to a right-wing paramilitary warlord who believed that was taking too many corrupt contracts from the local mayor. We're talking about the CEO of a public company in the U.S. and a guy that lives in Miami, a famous city uh, built on cocaine money, allegedly, uh, from from Pablo Escobar's time. So it's very, very, a crazy story. And uh, as we see here, and let me go back for a second, it just went down, it went down a lot from 3370 to 1867. But then it, it, now it's at 22.23. And how much, this is what, boggles my mind and we're going to continue with the report in a second, but how much do an investor believe this company has as an upside after, you know, the CEO and CEO have been year after year, uh, being prosecuted and accused of, um, smuggling weapons, cocaine trafficking, paying, um, paying and receiving payments from a cartel capos or bosses. um, How much does an investor think they can make buying this stock uh, to make sense? So it's very interesting that it went up. I think it went up 5.36% yesterday after all the market was red and this company went up uh, 5.36%. Obviously, this is not a very valuable company. So it could be a manipulation of the market. It could be one of their friends buying a, a ton to make it look like it's rebounding. I would actually not even touch, not with a stick touch this company. Uh, just because of the story of the founders and, and the story of the company, it's very weird what they found out. So let's get back to the, um, to the report based in 2000 in 1999. And uh, they filed charges 2004 and uh, the CEO Jose Daez, was shot in the head and neck, but they didn't kill him. He's still the CEO, uh, which is very, very, very crazy. Wait, let me go back here. Now, if we move down and see basically, uh nine years later, 10 years later, uh, 1998, 2020, following the crackdown of the Cali cartel, family members of individual alleged to have laundered money for a successor, cocaine trafficking ring and death squad appeared as key shareholder in Technoglass and then and the dice related construction business. Basically, a death squad uh, uh, is still a big shareholder on uh, on the company. Interesting. <laughs> and and it only went down to $18. That's amazing to me. And um, if we go down and see this, is all the details how they found out who was um with court cases and public information. They really did a, an amazing job with this. I'm not gonna go over every detail, but I will put the link below so you can read it. Um most of it is in English and they translate the, the important parts uh when the documents in Spanish. But uh, this is um, an amazing story. 2012 2013, TechnoGlass CEO and COO came under scrutiny again, but this time com- Colombia regulators over allegations of setting up 359 corporate shell entities as part of a scheme to rig local chamber of commerce elections. Uh, doesn't get any more weird than this. And uh, these things can happen in South America. We know this um, probably everywhere in the world, but uh, 359 corporate shell entities. Uh, why would anybody have 359 uh, corporations set up in a short amount of time? That makes no sense. No business in the world. Elon Musk has uh, what? 10 companies to his name and he's popular by not sleeping and having huge companies, uh, these guys built 359 corporate shell entities in a year. Uh, it's very weird. Authorities ruled that Technoglass offshore corporate structure was opaque and fine to the Dias brothers. Opaque. 359 corporate shell entities and authorities think it's a little bit not, it doesn't look right. Does it? Uh, very, very, uh, weird. And basically, it was an attempt to rig elections for the board of Barranquilla's influential Chamber of Commerce, where their their manufacturing plants is and where the the company is set up. Um. If we look go a little bit down, we see that basically they set up all these companies on uh, to um in the name of Technoglass employers employees in an effort to gain additional voting rights. And basically try to select the people in the, in the Chamber of Commerce and make decisions within the, the, the area where they work. Uh, <laughs> um, very, we interfere with manipulate and distort the election of board of director of Chamber of Commerce. Here it is of Barranquilla. Uh, here it is more or less what they did. Then we go to the second part of the report on this related party transactions and accounting re- irregularities. This was very, very funny considering, uh, how, how crazy it is that they went public and nobody said anything. But in fact, that's not true because when they went public through a spec, they went through three auditors, auditors, uh, within roughly one year span auditors specifically flagged material weaknesses relating to identification and reconciliation of related party transaction. Um, where was this? Here. Three additional with roughly one year span. So after that, um, they basically share here that Technoglass' largest customer from 2013 to 2016 is a company called GM&P. They're here. Uh, basically accounting for 26% of net sales in 2016, the CFO of this independent customer is a cousin of, te- of techno um, CEO and COO. There was no disclosure of this family relationship. As we can see here, no disclosure. And this guy's, uh, Nicholas Abu is one of Dai's cousins in the mother's side of the family according to public records. He joined GMNP as financial controller in May 2014 and rose very quickly to become CFO in January 2015. It's amazing how smart people get up and just rise like foam and and especially with weird companies like this one. Um same key independent customer, Jim m also had a subsidiary called Component USA LLC. And this was managed by the nephew of Technoglass CEO and COO, basically the uh, Dias brothers, uh, called Samka LLC. That's another company that they used. Uh, with uh, This one was a big one. Apparently, uh, Sampa... Well, let me show you here. Wait a second. Technoclast still hasn't disclosed who owns the other 40% of this subsidiary because it's open who owns the 60, but they still haven't said who owns the other 40% and uh, export records show technoclast shipments to this subsidiary uh, have exploded in 2021 to $76 million compared to 1.5 million in 2020. So basically this subsidiary, managed by their family member is just buying a shit, uh, a ton of glass, uh, from them from $1.5 million in 2020 to 76 million in 2021. Uh, that's, a uh, don't know if we were counting the red flags, thank God the highlight color of this is red because it's very, very appropriate. They did it very well, uh, here in the Hinderbrook report website. And now, um, they start naming the people that are, uh, publicly, they're publicly, um, the CEO, CFO, CTO of these, uh, companies. And they link to the SEC SEC filings and LinkedIn profiles. And, um, they talk about another, uh, subsidiary called Sanka LLC run by another family member. And if we go to 2016 and 2018, Export records show TechnoGlass exported products to what ha- appears to be another entity called Window Design and Installation LLC. Very descriptive. Uh, and the supposed glass construction entity had no obvious signs of operation and managed by a nephew of TechnoGlass CEO and COO, and is based out of a residence owned by the CEO and COO sister. We can see it here. Uh, they even Hinderberg is an amazing, amazing company. They even went to, um, uh, here it is, uh, to the, the, the apartment to check, um, who was living there, if it was truly a company, because it shows that, uh, Technoglass exported to this company and, um. They decided to visit the address to check with their certainty with certainty whether any construction business was being conducted out of the location. The address appeared to be entirely residential. There's a uh, pictures of the inspection of of the address and <laughs> this is the company that was buying um. So much, so much. You can see all this little glass here. They needed that export from Technoglass. It's super ridiculous that this company is still uh, in operations and went up five point whatever yesterday. Okay. This is the, the, the other, obviously, Evelyn Daes is also a family member, uh, lists herself as Technoglass administrative director since 2006. And and also because in this family everybody's super productive is she's also a general manager at ES Windows LLC, a Florida-based related party, which became a subsidiary after Technoglass purchased it in 2016. One can say that glass is in this family's DNA. So everybody in this family either has a subsidiary or a company totally independent, and this company Technoglass just ankle under the family member that runs this and uh, New York Stock Exchange public company just um, buys them. Who? Why not? Who wouldn't? And most of these transactions were not disclosed properly or under disclosed in uh, SEC papers, according to Hinderberg research. Now, let's uh, end this report uh, because we're now in 2016, 2018. Um, and if we move a little bit down, we see that in between 2015 and 2021, export records show that TechnoGlass exported products to yet another supposedly independent customer called Glass Studio Group, LLC. Glass Studio Group, LLC here. And um, wait a second, because it's so many, which also has undisclosed related party links to the CEO and COO nephew. So this is not Ah, again, the same thing. They, they have done it with so many that it's a little bit ridiculous that anybody believes in this company anymore. As we can see here, it's very small, but maybe let me see if I can put it bigger. Founded in 2015 and is based in Miami, Florida. And the company was also registered to the same warehouse owned by Technoglass Glass subsidiary Techno R E L L C located at X. Okay. Uh, and so it's a, it's a subsidiary that is also in uh, located at the same address. They they give you all the paperwork too. Uh, we're not gonna go into this because it makes no sense for this. But um, uh, you can see the the the, the story from um, of this crazy crazy Technoglass company. 2019, we're getting closer to today. Technoglass acquired 70% stake in entity ES metals. Let's assume without looking at it. Let's who owns ES metals. Hmm. I wonder from the CEO and COO's children with no disclosure of this relationship. Yeah, obviously because everybody in this family owns, uh, companies in the construction slash glass slash, uh, weird business. And probably it was also on the same address and everything, but they. A public company in the U.S., bought the company of their children, of the CEO and COO's children, and didn't disclose it. But hey, and the company is still tradable and worth a billion dollars. And so next time, and this is an important thing, next time you hear about market efficiency or that short sellers are bad for the industry or the market, think of Technoglass. Okay, I know Nicola, everybody um, has a hard opinion on it. But Technoglass is kind of a a clear example of why short sellers have a fundamental and important part in market because the market are not efficient, not in the short term. I think long term they are thanks to research and the truth will always come out and um, we're going to see. But still to this day, after all this and this was in 2019, 2017, 2015, they just did this publicly and nobody said anything probably earning millions of dollars a year and uh, and if they're doing uh, if the hinderbrook is right basically probably laundering a shit ton of money uh, and under the the SEC noses and and everybody in the US it's crazy that this happens but it's it's true and you can go in and eToro or i don't know if it's available in eToro but to your trading platform and buy this company that it's, uh, looks like, like it shouldn't be in the New York stock exchange. It shouldn't even exist if these are, uh, correct. If everything that we see here is correct. Now, 2019 they buy the company from their kids because they're so good parents, such, um, loving and caring that they just, and the kids are so successful that who wouldn't buy this company <laughs> and, um, uh they acquired seventy percent of ES Metals, they acquired uh many other companies. ES Windows Peru, yes uh US forty five million joint venture with Saint Globain for operations in Colombia and construction. They have been a busy bunch of people. And now apparently this uh, uh, uh this company that they acquired ES Metal was bought f- through an entity originally formed as part of the alleged Chamber of Commerce. Sorry, I'm going to put it here. And the original form as part of the alleged Chamber of Commerce election rigging scandal. So basically, they have 350 plus companies that they created to allegedly rig um, this um, Chamber of Commerce in, in Barranquilla. Barranquilla, was it? And, um, and now they, they're they using one of them, uh, allegedly, to buy the company from their children. And, and basically that's it where, um, now the report goes into what Hinderburg thinks. And it's obvious given that the above, um, given all the above, uh, they strongly suspect Technoglass has faked a significant portion of its revenue. The company has consistently had a difficult time collecting revenue with its day sales outstanding or DSO nearly twice as their peers, all told as they right here. Let me see if I find it here. And they talk about familiar, um, family, partially disclosed related party transactions, but we covered this before, and I don't want to bore you. Um, I highly suggest if you're interested to go in and read the whole report, because it's fascinating. Um, Oh, before technology has bought a former Chicken farm from its executives for 10.9 million, netting the Dice brothers an ex- an estimated 20x gain. Um, obviously, uh, why wouldn't a Technoglass company buy a chicken farm from an executive of the company for uh, a five percent uh, of its value? Uh, <laughs> you need chickens to make glass. And um, conclusion. A toxic management management team with a controlling stake is a perilous combination for investors. Uh, Perilous. I don't know. I'm going to check how you say that word. Remember that English is not my first language. It was obvious. And, um, And they finish by saying, cause I'm not going to go through everything. There's a lot of pictures from the mayors and politicians with the comp with the CEO and COO and everything like that. Highly suggest you check it. And basically they end up saying, all told, we have no faith in the company's financial given management's back and given management background and the irregularities we have uncovered. We encourage is its auditor to do a full review of its customer transactions and an outstanding balances. Now, I love how after giving all this information, Hinderberg Research is still uh, an American respected research firm and they just put all this content out for free. They don't charge for this information. They disclose that after extensive research, they have taken a short position in shares of Technoglass um and they suggest the authorities to check this out. Uh, I don't know about you, but companies like this, uh, the one that was built by Nathan Anderson, Hinderberg Research, uh it's this guy, 39 I think, super smart guy. Every report that they make is wonderful and very insightful. I don't know if uh after doing all this research, basically they're doing the government's job. Uh, a, a a private company like Hinderburg, yes, they're going to make a lot of money shorting the stock, but they basically, this, this SEC allowed this company to be public for years. And if all of this is true, they allowed for a public company to take advantage of retail investors, institutional investors. And this shouldn't be, this should be rewarded because if this is true, this company needs, they have to be jailed. Uh, people fired and, um, a lot of people will lose money, uh, with, with this company. So what did the company, and I know this video has been long, but it's super interesting. What did the company say after this was done? And this is super interesting because they went and obviously released a statement saying, and let me show you here. Uh, where is here, this is techno glass. Uh, they published this on December nine, 2021, basically the same day that the report came out. And they say based on the financial performance through November, 2021, the company is increasing its full year outlook with its expectation for revenue to be in range of 490 million to 495 million and adjusted EBITDA in the range of 147 and 150 million. So the day that this comes out, they come out and go like, we're going to do better than expected this year. Trying to, uh, because if this is real, they're trying to uh, make a good news and give calm to their investors that this is a good company. It's a ballsy move, uh, but what else could they do? And also, the company also noted, as announced on December 8th, one day before that, the company increased the quarterly cash dividend by 136%. Basically, this is a control movement to make investors go like, Hey, I'm going to receive more dividend. They're increasing the outlook of the company. So maybe the, maybe Hinderbrook research is wrong. They may be, I don't know. I'm just uh, telling you the story. Um, but they also say, and this is an interesting, Technoglass, a $1 billion company is the second largest glass fabricator serving the U S and the number one architectural glass transforming company transformation company in Latin America. That is, um, very, very sad to hear if the Hinderberg research is correct. And um, if you read it, it's hard to not believe them. It's very sad that this company is the second largest glass fabricator serving the U S and sadder that it's the biggest one in architectural glass transformation in Latin America. Uh, I don't know if this is true because uh, I don't believe anything on their website uh, c- after reading the Hinderberg research, but it's interesting. And they did, wait a second, let me look for it. Here it is. Technoglass also noted that it believes the recent, <laughs> sorry. Technoglass also noted that it believes the recent report issued by a short seller, short seller, uh, Hinderberg Research, contains inaccurate statements, groundless claims, character attacks, and speculation with the intent of misleading investors and driving down the value of the company's shares for their personal gain. And uh, their personal and arguably discriminatory attacks on technoclass executives made by the short seller appear to have been made to distract from the company's achievements and progress. So in a world where we have hundreds of thousands of public companies all over the world. hinderman research decided to attack this one. Maybe they have a legitimate, legitimate business and nothing is true, but there's a lot of claims and a lot of, uh, research done only with buying companies and, and of everybody that's related to them and not disclosing them It's strange, buying a, a chicken farm for 20 times, the, uh, for Five percent of value um from a for eleven million to a a director or a executive it's weird and, and that's just not even talking about all the uh, all the legal problems they had with drug trafficking weapon smuggling cocaine smuggling very very weird response and this is interesting I found this in Spanish only it's not reported in English or I didn't find it. Um, this is Jose Daez, the LinkedIn, some is one of the family members and, um, basically, uh, in this article, they say the legal problems. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is just, uh, very funny. Basically they say that they got into this business because, uh, they realized they can provide the glass for, especially Florida uh, with the hurricanes and uh, after this is just priceless priceless after, okay, I'll translate it directly. Um, after this, all these accusations, um, and we're talking about all the drug smuggling and the transactions between Orejuela, which was the, the, the capo, the chief of the Cali cartel in Colombia. that there uh, pr- there's proof that there was a transaction there of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, they say in this article after the accusation of uh, of illicit enrichment that ended up with Jose Manuel um, in jail, and the Superior Tribunal of Barranquilla absolved him absolved him in two in the year two thousand, because the checks could be justified for the sale of expensive clothing, and glass and glasses for. Uh, Miguel Rodriguez Orejuela, the capo of Cali cartel at that time, <laughs> and they go down and say they were absolved because they found that the uh, as the assumed or or oh, how do you say that in English? Um, the alleged nexus, next, uh, the alleged connections could be uh, could be because of payment of imported clothing uh, that they did for the Cali Cartel because the Cali Cartel, and this is just right, they loved to dress well. A billion-dollar cocaine cartel used this guy, their window manufacturer, for clothing imports because they really like that I want to dress well. I want to, I want to look good in my parties and all, I don't want to start killing people and export cocaine with shitty clothes. I want to be stylish and who else uh, to hire to import my fancy clothes than the window manufacturer who I also buy windows from. Uh, That's super normal. And that's why they absolved the case. Uh, (laughs) It's just ridiculous. And uh, I could, I'm sorry, this video is super long. Um, but the last thing I want to show you, <laughs> this is just, uh, crazy. Uh, Christian Jose Jose is another uh, article that came also the 9th of November. that it came out in Spanish. I think I put, yes, thank God. I marked them because if not, um, I wouldn't have found it. Uh, Christian Daes went on Twitter and said, the sun will bright tomorrow, and will always uh, come back and be shining. They try to bury you, but they can't. This is the world we're living in, but but God is always above us. Basically, very religious guy. Um, <laughs> uh, I would also be praying if I was in his in his position. Um, and he also tweeted this from the same. He made fun of uh, that everything slides, uh, una mentira tras otra, basically one lie after the uh, after the other. And he said this will end well. Faith, faith. Uh, I don't know. It's it looks like this. Uh, I think that in a narcos episode they would say uh, all these rich families from narcos. Uh, and narc and Cali cartel. They were super religious. They really thought Jesus would, uh, would support their decisions. Uh, But that's it. That's uh, I hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe. If you like this content, this was a special video because it's a weird, weird, weird case. If you have this stuck, please tell me why. And if you're shorting it, I would love to know comment, please subscribe. um, And what else? That's it. Thank you very much. Have a great day. See you later. Bye.